Living Spanglish. I am your host, Veronica Perez, along with, and the sound of that phone right there, is my homie, my best man here, the hombre with the nombre, Ricardo Mexicano. Say what's up for the people. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Ricardo Mexicano. Uh, I don't really have any fancy moniker outside of my <laughs> my online monikers but uh yeah i mean i usually just go by ricardo and that's simple enough you know yeah okay so um the podcast of today is called in living spanglish we wanted to go ahead and just uh start on this project because we realize that there's a lot of space for people of like not just Latin American culture just like brown people black people in general people that don't always feel like they have that they completely fit into one world or the other you know that we have a lot of different interests whether it's in our food our music tastes things like that I remember when I was in middle school and I would depending if I was hanging out with my Mexican friends or hanging out with my white friends I would either be called too white or you know too Mexican or ask you know why my hair was so thick that sort of thing and now I mean it's 2020 so we are so we're coming up to a time in our life where now our differences are really being celebrated and I feel like this is a chance for us to really be in a place together in a community where we can just talk unapologetically about culture about all the things that we like nothing is too is too leaning to towards one stereotype or the other you know nothing is too dorky or too nerdy even though those are the cool things nowadays you know that sort of thing um uh, anything else you want to add Ricardo? uh yeah i think it's very important to like you said you i think a lot of people a lot of times feel that they don't have that voice necessarily that truly expresses who they are outside of their race like they feel like just because they're this certain skin tone, this certain background, that they have to cater to this type of music, this type of style, this type of um character, you know? And um I feel like with me and you as people listen and get a clear picture of who we are, they will notice that we clearly don't check off all the boxes of what it is to be Mexican, fully Mexican, fully, Mexican, mm-hmm. fully Salvadorian, uh, Hondureño, whatever it is. Um, and I can only speak for that side because that's who I am. You know, I can't speak to if you're black and, and you feel this mm-hmm. certain way because, you know, that's not my story to tell. I can mm-hmm. only tell you what I've dealt with, with trying to be proud of my heritage, be proud of where I come from, but let you know that that's not all me. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's absolutely. What it is. So, moral of the story, guys, you can like Selena and Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For sure. For sure. (laughs) So uh, first uh, topic of today uh, is really pretty much all anybody's been talking about for the last week. So that is, of course, the Kanye West campaign rally for better or for worse. That has been probably the biggest topic of the week when you say so. Yeah, it's um, at least for me, uh, since the whole rally actually happened, it's been I guess how depending how you look at it, it's been either a very rocky rise or just a the dramatic and terrible fall of you know however your sentiments are towards Kanye. Where for 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 disclosure, me and Vettel Veronica are very huge and very unapologetic 
a lot of times when it comes to Kanye. So fair warning, we're going to be pandering a lot. And <laughs> Here's the thing. I would not necessarily call it pandering at all. Now, if you look on my Twitter bio, uh, does my bio say professional Kanye apologist? Yes. Yes, it does. Um, however, would I call myself a Kanye West stan? No. And that's because I do not believe in being a stan for anyone. Um I feel like as human beings, if you cannot not only admit when you yourself are wrong, but when other people are wrong, then we really lost our way. Now, the reason why I have a big attachment and a big history with Kanye, not just with his music, growing up with it since I was 12 years old, but also just with who he is as a person. You know, when you are a kid and you know you have your own set of and Kanye Kanye actually now thinking about it is very much uh, is very much whether I meant to or not like the inspiration for a bit of this podcast because growing up with him he was the guy that rapped about pink polos and backpacks back when you know being a rapper was uh, about you know uh, shooting and you know like just being the hardest of the thuggiest of the thugs the, out the there. biggest the biggest chain and you know everything else that comes with it exactly yeah. exactly and so he he wasn't afraid to like go out there and like really like push and fight for himself and did he come out really egocentric and really really egotistical and did he like call himself a god on several of occasions yes yes he did but when you have people like that it's it's funny because sometimes when i look at kanye i look it's difficult to i look at kanye in one of two ways i look at kanye as almost Sometimes, and this is where it gets dangerous. I look at Kanye as almost like a symbol of sorts, you know, like something to aspire to, something that I don't exactly want to be, but I just want to take a pinch off of and wish I had a little bit of that confidence embedded in me. And then other times, like what we're seeing now, we really have to step back and stop putting him on a pedestal and really see him as a human and see him for everything that he's going through because, you know, he's a real person just like Kim Kardashian is, just like everybody else is who is being affected by their own set of mental health issues. Yeah, I mean, my my history with, with Kanye is kind of, kind of similar just because I have been a huge admirer and a huge fan for many years, you know, dating back to pretty much the, I mean, through the wire video and, um, mm. off, off down was pretty much the one that kind of like sealed it for me. I remember watching a video as a kid and just like hearing, hearing sampling and hearing a beat, but not really knowing what it was, but just knowing like, Hey, I really like this mm-hmm. and kind of seeing his journey and like now being like a real huge fan and like really dissecting old interviews, um, videos of him making beats, um, what he meant in hindsight back then that's come to fruition now, mm-hmm. you know, watching stuff like that. But to, to your point, when it comes to like putting, not putting him on a pedestal, I, I think it's kind of hard just because people have this, this image, this engraved image of him that he's so much larger than life and he's so... In a lot of ways he is, yeah, but... Yeah, but I say that, I say that in a very negative term, not me, mm-hmm. not, not saying that that term is negative, but that when, because how most humans are, they don't like seeing people speak that way. Whether you admit it or not, most people do not like seeing other humans saying, hey, I'm better than what you're feeling right now. 
Well, here's here's the fucking thing too, and this is what drives me crazy. And I know that this is a misunderstanding. Uh, this is maybe me going off a little bit, but I think that like, like humility is way overrated sometimes. Like I understand what people mean when they say like be humble, but sometimes, and I know, I mean, this is a whole nother tangent. I feel like certain sectors, whether it's women or certain sets of minorities, we take it because we've been systematically trained to to take it to the extreme to the point where it becomes embedded to us as not just humility but like low self-esteem and that's another thing that I've always admired about Kanye is that he is the extreme version of having that confidence he's the extreme version of that message of humility that you know we're always told to you know like don't you know, make a fuss, don't take up space, that sort of thing. And obviously there's like, like, there's one, there's several ways to take one word and put it, push it to the extreme. But I always, I'm always inspired by the way that he walks through life when it comes to that sort of thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I understand that. And um, we have various conversations when it comes to like humility and why it's um, overrated, like you say. But what I was saying earlier about my point about him being him being put on a pedestal, I was trying to get at that. Mm-hmm. I think when people view you as that great, they really start devaluing you as far as like feelings, like you were saying, like human feelings, like. And I think that's what's happening right now, because like they're in the, the image of most people of Kanye that they have in their mind is that somebody that's so great, like how could they feel these certain emotions that he's been dealing with for the past couple of years, you know, especially with the whole mental health and him being diagnosed by bipolar at least according to him you know we've never gotten any medical you know professional to say that he actually does have it but i believe him you know i'm pretty sure he went somewhere he got diagnosed yeah it's none of our business to save exactly like, well i'm not saying we have to yeah. save medical records yeah. but i'm saying like there was never any clear indication but i'm saying i believe him myself i know mm-hmm. probably some people think he's joking but with everything that's been happening lately i just think it's and, like, I was texting you, you know, earlier in the week, the whole thing about the labeling of, like, crazy and what it really is to be crazy and what it is to just be not passionate. Because I don't want to say he's passionate about what's been going on recently, even though I think that's a good way to describe it. I think it's just more so a sense of overwhelming pressure, maybe from himself and his immediate family. Did you get to watch the campaign thing all yeah. the way through? It was like an hour long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And like I, like I said, I don't think, me personally, I don't think he was crazy in that rally. Like, did he say some stuff that I disagree with? Yeah, for sure. But I don't think I could ever label him as crazy. Or even some of the stuff that, some of the rants that he went on during like the same, the same, uh, the same Pablo era, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Life of Pablo era, I mean. Um, so the the rants he was going on during the his uh, concerts, the calling out of like certain people, you know, a lot of stuff I disagree with, but I think the place never came from a place of insanity. I just think it was a place of being unsure about himself, more so than anything else. Yeah, and I mean, to your point, I mean, also straight up, Kanye is just not a good communicator, not in like the traditional like verbal sentences. Yeah, sentence I think sense. I think yeah. I don't think he's good at communicating, but I think he is making sense in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah. I think when you really sit down 
and take away that thought of like, oh, this is what crazy people think, or this is what, uh, this is what my uncle did when he was ready to, you know, shoot up his wife or like something extreme, like you know. Yeah, that's, my, that's, like, my, that's like, the like, inner workings know, of like Mexican exactly, families exactly, for you. Yeah, like, like, oh, my uncle said the same thing right before you know uh-huh. he stabbed himself. Like something like that shouldn't be funny, but it exactly. totally is. So like, I say that to say that there is so much more to this whole presidential thing. And don't get me wrong, there's a part of me that says like, oh, this is clearly a, a promotional thing again. Because he does this a lot. You know, I'm not gonna lie. There's the age old question. Yeah, and that's always the thing. I'm always mm-hmm. like, Kanye only does things of this nature. Even if as extreme as they are, is running for president. <laughs> he always, whenever there's music centered, you know, coming, coming to uh, being circulated, or you know, music starts to drop slowly. You know, the, the Twitter rants start. The, sneakers, the, sneakers the, the, you know, the, really talking about merch dropping, the Yeezy Gap uh-huh. stuff that we've seen lately in the past few weeks. Um, there's so, so much so, that comes out of it. Now, do I think him using this presidential rally and this, this whole campaign, you know, if he does go through with it, as a way to sell music? No, I don't think it's just about that. You know, obviously, I say promotion in, in the sense of, like, he wants to promote himself as a, as a person, as a brand. Yes. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know? But I don't think that's the end goal. I think that's a big part of it. But I don't think that's the end goal of Kanye to just sell. So. So, are you saying that you think that he did the campaign rally and the presidential, all of that, for publicity? Oh uh, yeah, in a way. Mm-hmm. You think yeah. so? Yeah. See, and I think it's with a purpose. Don't get me wrong. I think it's with a with a definite purpose. But yeah, I think I think he did it. Yeah. I I have a hard time believing that, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. You know, because the first thing that you have to do in this life is be able to admit that that you might be wrong. But me, I have always considered Kanye. If nothing else, Kanye has a lot of faults. Okay, let's not. Let's not be dismissive and say that that Broski is not a hard person to love. He is super easy to hate on. Like you see why the majority of people dislike him Um, because he takes because understanding him and understanding his work and understanding just the context of what he's ever trying to communicate takes work. And you know what? People are lazy and people, people just don't, people don't want, if you don't make sense, if you're not super eloquent, if you're not, if you're verb, there is power in great communication. But I also feel like sometimes we need the patience to read past the headlines, to read past, you know, the little quibs that we see on the internet and actually go and search for the intent. And if Kanye and nothing else has always been that person that for better or for worse has forced you if you cared enough to to look for the intent of what he's actually trying to say because he is a sucky ass communicator and because of that I've always through all the intent that I always dug uh, dug through through everything that he's ever done and I've said maybe this isn't perfect but you know he he was actually trying to say this. Uh, what was that thing that he said with uh, TMZ about um, uh, slaves? I forget. Oh, slavery was a choice. Yeah. 
yeah the whole slavery was a choice thing like you know that he was trying to talk about like mental slavery and it just it, it didn't it didn't come well, out yeah, right, and, right and we're and seeing that again with the whole um harriet didn't actually free the slaves she didn't work anything. for other white people yeah. which yeah which is fucked up this is gonna be a little controversial uh-huh. and i i'm gonna play devil's advocate i don't know why uh-huh. but what i think he was trying to say even though I disagree with that actual statement, mm-hmm. what I think, if I had to dissect, what I think he was trying to say is that Harriet, technically, yes, did not free the slaves. She helped them escape, but she did not free them. I think that's what he was trying to elaborate on. I think that she, I think he was trying to say, yes, she helped them escape the Underground Railroad, but she technically did not free them in the sense that the state was letting them be free. I thought he was referencing more to like systemic and financial, like well, yeah. financially systemic and that's, racism. And that's a part of it too, you know? because if you watch the the rally, yeah, he's talking about like, oh, there's no um, black owners of of the NFL. There's no, yeah, yeah. And so I think that is a big part of it. Of it, but I think he was also telling, maybe talking about that that you weren't free legally. I, if that's a stretch, I you know I get it, mm-hmm. but I think maybe he was alluding to that. Yeah, I, I mean, either either way you cook it, it just, it came out really bad, you know? I almost feel like, on a scale, like, if you had to pick one or the other, I'd pick slavery as a choice over uh, Harriet Tubman that didn't actually free the slaves. If you had to pick, like, Kanye-isms to, like, um, to put your back up against, it, I would pick slavery as a choice, because that one, you can kind of justify it a little more than the Harriet Tubman thing, you know? I don't think um, you can justify either, to be honest. No, I'm, no, be honest. I mean, you can't, but uh, you can see his intent more. With, I mean, but maybe that's just me. But anyway, to what I was trying to get at is that basically when it comes to, when it comes to Kanye, uh, dang it, I literally forgot what I was going to say. It was in regards to, no, I totally blanked. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, no, Kanye's a, oh yes, Kanye's a difficult person to, to pinpoint, to pinpoint, and he's a, he's a difficult person to actually like, but with Kanye, I've always considered him the most genuine, sincere, driven artist of our generation, or at the very least, like in the top three, easy, easy. And when I say genuine and sincere, it's because I want to believe finally getting back to your point is that i don't want to believe that he does things for publicity i don't want to believe that he does things just that he has outbursts for the sake of selling a shoe you know and because i know uh, other celebrities that definitely do do that and i never thought that kanye would be the kind of person to play into that now when people look at the timing i can see why you look at the timing and say you know things only go haywire every time he's about to release an album but if that was the case i mean can we just admit that crazy stuff happens to Kanye all the time? Think about the time that he was uh, touring for The Life of Pablo and, like, you know, like, Kim gets tied up in the bathtub in Paris. You know, no one could have planned that. Yeah. And um, and if everything around um, Ye, when it came out a couple years ago, was solely for him to get the publicity of it he wouldn't have gone back after the tmz interview and like scrapped everything that he had done before and rewritten an entire album because if that was the because if he had re because 
because of the fact that he had rewritten it, you think that he would have had more songs in there specifically calling out, you know, TMZ and talking about how people are trying to make him this or that. Like, he didn't really have one verse that, like, um, completely... That... What? Oh, uh, that, um, that specified what had been going on the past couple of weeks prior to the release and you think that if you wanted you know just like uh whenever rappers go at each other they specifically address you know what their beef with each other is but he didn't even specify that so that's what leads me to believe that he that i that's what makes me so want to believe that he doesn't do the stuff for publicity um i think publicity could possibly be the wrong word mm-hmm. uh because yeah, I believe you. I don't think Ye needs publicity of any type, to be honest. Like, him solely tweeting this long stream of consciousness is enough to get people riled up and be like, there's music coming. I know it is. This, this, this Easy can- season's coming. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The, I, I think he's very strategic when it comes to a lot of things. Because when he starts tweeting, you know something is in the, in the works. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say... He's very strategic when it comes to certain moves and certain ideas and certain execution of 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 um, of his work, and it, and it doesn't always come back. Maybe using publicity was the wrong word. I don't think it, it always comes back to actually put like this spotlight on him, but just it's just his way of like you know bringing that attention up. Well, yeah, I mean, bro, that's just like energy. Like whenever you have something that you're working on or something that, you know, is coming up in the works uh, for you, it's not just it's not just the actual project itself, but it like elevates you to want to, you know, um, to interact with other people more because you're hyped about it. I feel like that's just like a natural occurrence. And again, like I know that people are going to come at me and call me naive and uh, I promise you, I'm not a Kanye stan. I promise you, maybe I see him, maybe not through rose-colored glasses, but lightly shaded pink ones, you know? Um, But I don't know. That's just my take on it. Um, So in regards to Kanye and, like, everything he said, I, I just, I feel really bad for Kim right now and everything that, is taking toll with their family, you know? Because, of course, like, if you go through Twitter... Well, I was about to say, I mean, that's yeah. the other part of yeah. this. I mean, you have uh-huh. the presidential uh-huh. side of it, mm-hmm. but you also have this whole... The deeply This whole shit. family, the, you know, I don't want to say divorce because it's not fine or anything, but possible allusion, uh, alluding to a divorce happening, and then, you know, this whole beef with Chris, uh, Chris Jenner and... Um, yeah, it's um, I don't know what to make of it. Like when I started seeing those tweets, it kind of made sense to me because I'm like, okay, this is what's really fueling everything else. It start, it's, I'm starting to put the the pieces of the puzzle together because I'm like, so you're starting to believe in the Kardashians? No, no, not so much, not, not so much that. I think it's more so just me trying to make sense. Like, why are you, you have this this intention for president? You have all these ideas. You're working on an album, but why? Is there so much crack? Why do, why do we see cracks in 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 these in this in your ultimate goal? Not saying that you can't you know stumble. You know you're, you're human. Even if you're Kanye, you're still human. You know, you know uh, you you have this natural. You, you're gonna have you know inner demons, whatever you want to call it, get to you that might you know cause you to stumble. But knowing the behind the scenes stuff, knowing that 
the stuff that's been going on with uh, with Chris. And I want to say it's more so that than issues between him and Kim. I want to believe that. Because she's been the most supportive human being that I'm aware of when it comes to him. And, like, even the thing that she released after the fact and, you know, just sticking up for his creativity, his genius, and saying that, you know, um, this. Uh, he, she even mentioned, I think, somewhere in the note that this kind of stuff happens more regularly than she'd like to admit, but behind oh. closed doors. Oh, you that know? that post she did, that Instagram story, mm-hmm. genius. Yeah, I was talking to my brother about that. I'm like, like I was like, bro, I don't think I've ever seen a more well executed response to anything than those three stories back to back. Because I was thinking, either she has a really good lawyer slash PR, or she that was hella, if, that was hella she, eloquent. She, bro, she hella, she hella she, hella def- she kept the privacy. She didn't. Shift the blame away from Kanye and some of the stuff he's been saying, and but she still upheld him with yeah. respect as her husband, but still respected his art. And I was like, and still uh, like talked about mental health. Exactly, I'm like, like, yo, Kim body. If this was really her, I'm like, you bodied. That's probably one of the best That's PR responses I've ever yeah. seen in my life. I was, I, I was floored. I'm like, that would, and I don't know. It's like crazy to think. It's like something that eloquently put together i i don't know if she no, wrote saying, it or not yeah, but if she yeah, did yeah. that that was to like see that statement is in regards to the most ineloquent uh human being it, it's just like super ironic and hilarious and we say ineloquent we say that obviously like in normal conversation no, I th- you know he's right. i think kanye in, in his own way is very eloquent yeah. when it when it comes yeah, to speaking yeah. you know I yeah. think I think when the emotions are high, yeah, you can brain, probably you can maybe scale it back a bit and just. Bro, yeah. But yeah. you know, I think normally, like if you watch the interviews he had with the when uh, Ye was coming out with Charlemagne in his house, or um, not the first Breakfast Club interview because it's pretty wild on that one, but the second one where he's wearing the red hoodie uh, during the St. Pablo right right before he started the uh, the Yeezus line, the season one, uh, he was very uh, calm and able to have a pretty good uh conversation the one with uh with big boy he's had a lot of like if you really do your research like kanye i, I really want to say that kanye i'm gonna go out on a limb and say i think kanye is kanye i said kanye kanye <laughs> bringing up that kanye uh kanye i think is very eloquent more so than he is this sporadic self that people usually known him known for but that that part of him is what gets headlines and if you guys really want to hear him address mental health and actually care to sit through a very interesting interview of kanye where you actually get to hear him you know explain himself and things like that then i mean you can find him just about anywhere but especially there's uh netflix i think it's um um, my guest needs no introduction with David Letterman. That was a phenomenal interview where, you know, he addresses his mental health issues and different things like that. And like I said, maybe ineloquent is not the right word, but Kanye's not always the most universally dige- digestible. If yeah. that's like a better yeah, way of yeah, putting it. Yeah, I agree it. with that. Yeah. So, to wrap it up, um, I don't think Kanye is exactly in the best form to run for president i think i think if he had a better team behind him and not and and like i said i don't believe he's crazy i don't think because you're very you know 
out there when it comes to your speeches that you can't run for president. No, I just think with everything that's going about else behind the scene when it comes to Kim, when it comes to the other family business, uh, I just think he needs to take care of that first before he ever decides to embark on <laughs> becoming president of the United States. And get a better team around you. You know, stop getting all these yes men. Because uh, I forgot what I was watching. But, and I don't know if this is true. I think it was just speculating as well. You know, but I believe it. That I think Kanye has gone to this point where he does have so many yes men around him. And nobody, people, were, people are too scared or feel like they'll put their own job in jeopardy by saying like, no, you cannot do that. Or I think we should go a different route because they're afraid of either losing their connection to him or possibly losing a job. Because, you know, because Kanye... Yeah, Kanye doesn't like to be told Yeah, exactly. But I feel like sometimes you need those outside people, outside of your wife, outside of your immediate family to tell you like, hey, man, like... And I know he has a respect for a lot of other people's opinion outside of like his own, you know, whether you believe that or not. I know he's willing to listen to people. You know, he's, there's countless stories of him, how open he is when in the studio when it comes to him listening to ideas and, you know, scrapping something when somebody comes in and they come up with a hotline or, you know, whatever. So I know he's capable of, of listening and really digesting something. It's just I think we've gotten to that point where nobody really wants to say anything. I think that... At the end of the day, I would never, as much as I love Kanye, and this is how you know I'm not a stan, you guys, I would never vote for him for president. Uh, you know, Kanye 2020, haters can come at me, you know. And it, I wouldn't vote for him just because I feel like, even though despite what we're having right now, I really feel like the president of the United States of America should really be a universal communicator and on some level universally digestible and Kanye is very much not and honestly and I say this without with the least amount of weird blasphemy as I can in, in that sense I can see how he and Trump have some similarities just in the way that they're not always the most digestible people they don't always um, even if you don't agree with, obviously, with Trump's politics or even with some of the things that Kanye proposed uh, at his rally, is that both of them have a certain way of going about things and saying things that they could have completely meant something entirely different, but because they're not saying it in a way that is easy to understand for most people, you know, it's not going to go down the right way. Well, yeah, way. I mean, that's why, I mean, people that... A lot of times give Trump the benefit of the doubt because they always come back to, oh, he's so open. He's not a politician, you know. So that's why they rather listen to him than somebody who's had their whole. Which is so weird because some of those same people are the people that will, up until, you know, the MAGA had incident, would completely trash Kanye just because, you know, he's a black and he's he was bolsterous. Because he called himself God. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, all of that Which, you know, to say I love, is you guys. So. Yes, absolutely. Pray for Ye, you know, keep them in your thoughts, you know. Uh, this time is not easy for anybody, um, you know, him included. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, no album drop today. Oh, yes, dude. I woke up at like 1230 in the morning and I like did that refresh thing on Twitter and nothing. I was so I mean, mad. I'm not surprised. But you aren't surprised. But you I'm not surprised. surprised. I'm just like, yep. 
if, if it came out, it would have been I would have been you know lit. But, but, he, didn't even, but he didn't even he didn't even address the fact that uh, he didn't. Drop well, that's and, and that's that's, that's that goes back to the whole. It's uh-huh. only relevant if he wants to talk about it. Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. So he got his point across. It's, for for the meantime, he's gotten a point across. It's swish all over again. Yeah. So help me God. Yeah. Swish. So yeah. help me God. Um. Mm-hmm. What um waves and all that. Yondi. Yeah. Yondi. yeah I mean that's yeah that's after. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, next next topic. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Let's. You, you, you want to talk about the the Meg Tory situation? Yeah, okay, so you're going to have to give me some information on this. The only thing I know about it is that there's this guy, girl named Tori, that apparently guy. shot Meg in it's the foot. Okay. Tori okay. Lanez. I really you don't know Tori Lanez? Don't know. No. Really? He's a rapper. Oh, okay. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he's a rapper. He's, uh, he did um, Show Me. Not Show Me. Uh, say it, say it. If you like, break me I don't want to sing it. I really don't want to <laughs> sing it right now. Okay, he okay, like, so you're gonna so have to do. You, like you're gonna have chorus? to do more than just say it. You you have to do less when I see it. That one? No. Tell anything. Chicks tapes. He's done the chicks tapes, mixtapes. He does like a bunch of R and B. He's really good. He's very versatile. So he shot Meg Stallion in the allegedly. What? The whole story is crazy, so we got to back it up. So, yeah. on the day of the incident, I can't remember. I think it was a Saturday. may have been a fr- Friday. I can't remember. It doesn't really matter the actual day. But they were apparently, I don't know if they were at Kylie or Kendall Jenner's house. They were hanging out with them because they, they were Instagram living them hanging out together. Tori, Meg, and I think it was Kylie, if I remember. Not Kendall. Um, but they were all hanging out at the pool, chilling. Fast forward two hours later, Meg's been shot apparently, and it really and it really makes no sense. Like once you start, once I started like really finding out the details of the situation, so apparently, Tori's bodyguard was there, and that immediately raises a lot of red flag. Cause I'm like, okay, hold on, if you're a bodyguard, why are you letting the person that you're supposed to be protecting have a gun on them in the first place? And how did it get to the point? Where you had to shoot some shoot around off in the in the in the Hollywood Hills, like or the Beverly Hills, whatever they were in L.A. It just really doesn't make any sense because if some sort of altercation happened where Tory felt that he had to shoot Meg, I think first of all he's a trash human being for that. Like I don't I don't yeah. think whatever happened I don't think it should ever gotten to the point where you had to shoot a woman. I just don't understand, like, why the foot of all places? Well, you don't want to kill her. Shoot somebody. Well, yeah, you don't want to kill her, but if you didn't want to kill her, you wouldn't shot her. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking. I just hope this is still an incident. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that that this is like something. Maybe the safety wasn't on. No, I'm saying I'm talking like I'm saying because if he intentionally shot at her with the intent to hurt her, I'm sorry, you're Mm -hmm. trashing me. Being much as I like Tori, I've been listening to him since like 2012, 2013. I really like him. I love him as a rapper. As an artist in general, I really think he's he's really dope. But so, so you would uh, personally cancel his music if you found out that he told that he shot. I don't think I would cancel his music because I'm very critical uh-huh. of the whole cancel, cancel culture the cancel thing. Culture. I don't think I cancel yeah. his music just because that's a very 
for all of y'all who follow that train, I'm just I mean, it's, a, it's a very hard thing to do. Just but that's another mm-hmm. topic. I don't even want to get into that right now. Yeah, but, right, right, right. We're about to go to several <laughs> rabbit yeah. holes down here, people. But I'm just saying, yeah, I would probably have to scale back, and my perception of him would definitely change uh, if I found out that he willingly shot at Meg. Because you know, did you see like the statement that she put out after? Like she was pretty much telling. Because a lot of people were making jokes about it at first when it first came out. The news broke, mm-hmm. saying that she had been shot. And people were like cracking jokes, you know, Twitter doing what Twitter does. And then she put out her statement a few days later saying like, yo, like I was actually hurt and this traumatized me. Like this isn't a joke. Mm-hmm. And like uh, y'all, y'all are so quick to say protect black women. But when a black woman actually gets hurt, you know, all y'all, all y'all got is jokes and, and, you know, laughing all the time. So and then, you know, I took that to heart when she said that. I'm just like, yeah, man, protect, protect Meg at all, at all costs. I'm really uh, like I really stand for that because I'm like, man, like. Like I said, I hope best case scenario was just an accident. Um, but why isn't she speaking up and actually saying what happened? I think she well, even the police, the police the were all there, so I think it's probably like a legal thing. Uh, I, don't, oh, I don't think okay. they speak about it. Yeah, I don't think they speak about about it because I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm surprised nothing came out this week. Besides the fact that that um that the bodyguard was all there, not too much has come out from it. I think Kylie unfollowed Meg. Unfollowed yeah, Meg. Yeah, so like. Unfollowed yeah. Meg. That's backwards. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because apparently, I'm pretty sure it was one of those things where like, hey, I want y'all to come over to my house and chill, and not start this whole mess. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. they're they're probably kind of mad at what the whole situation that happened. But I know people on Meg's team, like her friends or whatever, people who have like produced for her, are like kind of like sending threats to like Tory side, saying like, yo, like what you did was foul and stuff like that. So. When I hear stuff like that, I'm over here thinking to myself, oh, crap, this sounds like something that could have been intentional. Yeah, and also you have to think about even if they had uh, a disclosure sort of agreement with the police uh, because they weren't allowed to, you know, give away any information because of the investigation or whatever. At the very least, if Meg really believed Tori to be innocent, she would have come out and defended him in some sort of like nice way or something like that without giving away any information. That's what I'm saying. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of hush mouth right now. So I feel like it's a way bigger situation than I want to believe myself. Cause I like them both mm-hmm. as the artists, and um, I feel terribly bad for what happened to her. Mm. Do you think this current in his career? Something like this? No. And that's because I have seen people do way worse and get away with it. And I mean, I can see even how I can even see how Twitter would find a way to make someone getting shot in the foot funny. And um, when you were talking about not being able to listen to him or being deeply disappointed in in him, if it turns out to be true, my mind immediately went Chris Brown situation. uh, well, that's that, what I well, think of. I th- well, I think yes, like the true. But oh, uh, you know who I think of? XX Tentacion, well, but only because you and I have like yeah. had like deep. I mean, that's a more that's a more that. recent one, yeah. But yes. the whole domestic yes. violence and yeah. yes, and that's the thing is that like there's this like continuous pattern. But his his legacy is cemented because he died, and that's a big thing when it mm-hmm. comes. I've always said when rappers or just whoever dies, especially rappers though. They put you on this, you're on this plateau of, like, greatness once you die. And, like, most of your sins, whatever you did, are kind of just cast to the side. 
That's why Kanye is going to be a legend, you guys. Kanye doesn't need 2020, okay? Because he's going to have, like, the afterlife forever after this. Yeah. You know, just saying. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy situation. But uh, I hope, best case scenario, the accident, you know, they settle on some money and people can get on with their lives. I'm pretty sure Meg may not want anything to do with Tory after this. and But hopefully he can get on with his life and learn better than not to have guns around him when you're a high-profile star like that. Is it true that if – which toe is it that if you get it taken off you your have to get foot, the whole foot, like, you'll still be okay? Oh, the, like, is it the pinky? I was about to say, like, because there is, like, a part of your foot that if you, if you damage it, you have to, like, get the whole foot cut off. I thought that if you cut off your that if you shot off your pinky that you would still be okay or is it is that the one where you would completely lose balance? I'm not sure. I mean, there's prosthetics nowadays, so I mean, yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, not saying you shouldn't worry about it, but I'm most of, most of them doctors can figure out how to get you <laughs> okay. back mobile. You know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um. All right. So, uh, with that being said, uh, you know, in regards to Tori, Kanye, and everything like that, there's been a lot of new music dropping this week. Um, you know, uh, Logic. I think Cole put out. But something. Uh, I don't think. Like, I mean, it was like a single. It wasn't a, a whole it's album. It's an EP in the technical sense, I guess, because it's two songs. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. each song, one song is four minutes. The other song is three. It's so hard for me. I know that I shouldn't. Uh, I should like love music as music, but it's so hard for me to get excited over a two song EP. Oh, I love it. I love the short song releases. Well, I mean, making a, but that's different than a two song EP is different than like a seven song album. It is. You it know, is. But, you know, if it's a seven song, but I love EP, the seven song mind. album just because ten, seven songs. I ate that, I ate that mm-hmm. stuff all day just because I love short albums. I love concise, mm-hmm. short, get to the point albums. Not the not the one not Scorpion no, by Drake no, when he has like thirty two trillion no, tracks. Tossed in the re- None of them no, saying shit. Tossed in the recycle- <laughs> it's getting tossed in the recycling bin okay. immediately. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, Logic has uh, recently ca- well, came out today. You know, this, we're recording this on a Friday, so a lot of new music dropped mm-hmm. today. Uh, Logic came out. Uh, I still need to listen to it, so I haven't made up my final opinions. Most so, so far is pretty pretty good, pretty fire. Um, better than my last two impressions of his albums, which was a uh, was it the Everybody album? I wasn't the biggest fan of, but that's the album that kind of blew him up in the mainstream because they had that one one eight hundred song. The one eight hundred. And song, um, yeah. oh, he had that song with Killer Mike, and uh, I think the album overall wasn't bad. I don't think he's ever put out a whack project. That just really wasn't my cup of tea because I've been a Logic fan for a v- very long time. I've been a Logic mm-hmm. fan since like 2010. But you've been sort of like uh, in and out. Like I have, like I have, but I would. You liked his but stuff, but you. I was a pretty. Like, I've been a lot. I've, I've been to a Logic show. I've been to. A, mm-hmm. I've been to. A, oh yeah, I've been to a concert. Um, I love Logic just in the sense that he's one of the few artists where I did not get mad where he blew up because he was somebody that I never really saw. Not saying that he didn't have the potential or the talent, but I just felt like he was just somebody that the industry would just kind of pass by you know mm-hmm. that happens a lot why because he's um, like his, he's very his, pure in his I think, I think his style his story just what mm-hmm. he was bringing yeah. to the table was so different uh especially with the being being biracial and like and that's the thing and all the songs that he has what, that and that's the mom. thing i think most people don't realize that he strayed away from that forever it wasn't until he blew up in the mainstream that he i feel like people forced him 
like the internet kind of forced them like hey talk about you being by rage talking about you being that because before them you you yeah you listen to his mixtape 2010 to like 2013 he hardly mentions anything he drops it in you know a couple times they just laying all the hey i'm half white half black but it wasn't like a whole thing where he's making it the basis of a song and i think that's where the jokes came in eventually and people kind of lost I, that kind of made me lose interest not because it was talking about him being biracial about more social issues but i just thought the songs were just getting bad i think a lot of things were corny and i just wasn't i wasn't feeling them that that's what a lot of people started accusing him of is i remember because i was one of those people that didn't really know him from anything else up until like the 1-800 song and his performance at the grammys or the whatever the heck what's khalid the and the, yeah, Alyssa yeah. Carr. yeah yeah exactly exactly so i didn't really know him up until then and then i started to uh you know like follow some of his music and things like that and the thing that i liked about him at first was because he was going through his narrative of telling his story about being a biracial kid and things like that and i love the dichotomy of like what he had to grow up with with his mom versus you know what he felt like he was on the inside and like that's all again that's that's a lot of the themes in our show so like we we respect that and we acknowledge that but when you talk about the same thing over and over or at least that's what it looked like from the outside to a lot of and i'm people, pretty sure with a lot of hyperbole i don't think he was just talking exactly. about that but i think that just became the main focus that's that's how you get the corny status that's how you get to corny status and i feel like with this new album it's not narrative based the way that his other ones have been it's not necessarily telling a story of this happened to me when I was eight and like my entire teenage stem was about this, this and this. It's uh it's paced yeah. differently when you Yeah, say- I mean it's a retirement album. He claims it's his last album because he's te- he's mm. allegedly retiring. I have a hard time believing rappers when it comes to retirement, uh-huh. but whatever. Um the name of the album is No Pressure because his debut album his major debut album was called Under Pressure. So it's kinda coming full mm-hmm. circle with the mm-hmm. whole you know, no pressure thing. You know, he's finally, he's, I guess in his mind, he's done what he needs to do in the rap game. And now he's kind of getting out and, you know, moving on to bigger ventures and stuff like that, which is dope. You know, if that's really what you want to do, you know, I'm all for it. Um, no ID, you know, from common Kanye fame produced this whole mm-hmm. album. So like I said, I'm, I'm really excited to get through the whole thing. Cause you know, I love no ID when it comes to uh production. I mean, he destroyed the whole, Yes, I I told you I heard this production and I'm like Ricardo's gonna go yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. For this. I mean, he, if people who don't know, no ID produced you know 444 for Jay Z, the whole mm-hmm. thing, and you know produced was Common, produced for Kanye. He you know inspired Kanye back in the Chicago days. Um, so yeah, but you brought up the whole corny rapper thing, and I feel like that's a discussion for another podcast because that's yeah. a very it's a very interesting topic. Like, how do you get mm-hmm. to be in a corny rapper? Yeah. And yeah, I and like yeah, and who's to call the shots on like what's corny right, and what's genuine? Right, and and how sometimes being corny can be worse than just being a lame, sucky basic, rapper. Basic, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like there's like a weird line. A basic top. Yeah, like yeah, it's like a weird line of like, okay, what makes you corny and what what just qualifies you just being bad? Yeah. Um, what else we have? We got the cold. The two cold songs were dope. I liked them. Um, like them. I hate using that word because I feel like it's not a word. Is that a word? 
Like to like this word, yeah. You know what? I can't stand. I hate it when uh, people say good or awesome to describe something like in like several times in thirty seconds. Like, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I feel like awesome. that's just my. So I, I feel like just that's just my southern way of just yeah. like I like yeah. them. Like the big, like, like this like, word. Like this okay. word. I think it's just the. I, 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 yeah, I think the way I hear it when I say it is just like man. How that's a, how do you say accents in Spanish? Accentos. I, I'm, Accentos. I'm a uh, I'm a Mexican trying to relearn my Spanish roots, by the way. So that's something we'll have to get into later. But yeah, uh, Accentos. Yeah. Uh, the two cold songs he snapped on them. Uh, so I can't wait for the actual full project. Mm, yeah, that's pretty much about that. If you ever heard them, I would definitely go go check out the Logic Project and also the two cold songs. Um, what else came out? Kanye was supposed to put out Donda, and I would have loved to talk about that, but. Yeah, but you know we got nothing to talk yeah, about. Maybe next know. week. Uh, gonna maybe gonna put out Wanna Deluxe, mm -hmm. uh, Currency and Harry Fraud for all my Currency fans out there. If you know who he is, you know, uh, Harry Fraud, super producer. So I haven't listened to that, but I do have it on. I already added it to my Apple library, so I'm gonna be checking that one out soon. Uh, that's pretty much the only one that interests me. I don't know if you got anything else. Yeah, no, I don't have anything else that maybe interest me is the wrong word because I know that uh, Taylor Swift and oh, can we just like stop uh, because Taylor Swift uh, put out uh, uh, made an announcement yesterday or the day before yesterday that she was going to put out an album on the same day that like Kanye was going to release one and whatever, you know, I'm just so sick and tired of like this back and forth with the beef, but that's the first thing that like everyone came to. So that's out. Um, not that I don't think either. I don't think you listen to it. I don't think that I'm not, I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, yeah I've never been, um, I've never been a Taylor, Taylor Swift fan, like from the beginning. Yeah. Like, yeah, she had she the, has, she has super talent. Like she has I'm a sure lot of talent. I'm sure she's talented, but I just, yeah. I just never been invested or I guess, had enough interest to like get up and be like, you know what? I'm finna check out 1989. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like I know people like that album. I know people like uh, Red. Is that one of her albums? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Like I think I think Red is probably my favorite album. I I went through a thing where I wanted to like her so bad because I disliked her so much that I felt like it wasn't healthy. You know, I'm like I should not like this person I don't even know. So let me go and force myself to listen to all of her music to try to understand and appreciate her in some way. And it turns out that like some of her, even though it's not my taste. I can I can admit when something is not my taste and not my style and um, still see the talent that it takes to create it. And I'm like, she's really good at what she does, but there's a lot of other reasons and we won't go into it as far as like my general dislike for her. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's about it as far as new music goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that uh, if you're up for it, we can go ahead and uh, close it out with our good looking out segment. So this is uh, a segment where we go ahead and we give you some recommendations of things that we've been into lately, whether it's uh, movies, uh, food, TV shows, music, you name it. So uh, what's on your good looking out today, Ricardo? Um, I don't really have too many like I, I want to say a TV show. Mm. I don't really have anything. No. I, I really don't no. have any. Like I've seen stuff, definitely. I mean, but they're kind of like old, and I and I feel like I probably should say something a little bit more newer. If people haven't seen like like Akiyano Stoy, please see that. You know, I'm no longer here on Netflix. 
I think that totally counts. You should totally talk yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's the one we still got to we got, yeah, we still yeah, gotta yeah. watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but he's yeah, yeah. Seen it. It's an incredible film about the whole um, cumbia uh, subculture that generated Mexico, like in the early 2000, 2005, 2006. Where is it based Monterrey. again? Is it? Yeah, like oh, okay. the the culture was kind of centered around Monterrey, and like just talks about like how it's a really it's a it's an immigrant story, like the mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yes, on Netflix. Like the immigrant story is very interesting, and and it really pulls at the heartstring of like. Like somebody being a transplant from their home native land to being in the United States, uh, specifically New York, and just you know Mm -hmm. going back and forth. It's kind of like portrayed in these uh, back and forth sequences where they show his life in Mexico and how happy he was, and kind of like getting adjusted to uh, New York and the struggle of being an immigrant and just not fitting in, um, but also the hardships that happen on both sides, you know. And you really like yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Like, I think it's probably one of the best films. I think it came out last year, actually. Uh, I like film festivals. But it just mm-hmm. came out this year. And, yes, yeah, and it's incredible. Yeah. And it should be said that isn't it mostly in Spanish, The whole thing is in Spanish. Right? And, like, the only uh, English parts are, like, when he's in New York. But even then, exactly. that's very, very, very few. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, I have and only super... Seen- like yeah. super super like you know like if you don't if you don't understand which i'm pretty sure if, if you don't know spanish trying to comprehend what they're talking about like the street is the street spanish is going to be a hell yeah. for yeah, sure. even with the subtitles if you know spanish listen to them you're going to be like what do they even mean because they were saying some yeah. they were saying some words i'd be like wait i know that's slang but why why are you saying that yeah, you know it's just, yeah it's just like if you go to america and you go to like uh creole or uh like the southern parts of louisiana you're gonna have trouble figuring out what the hell they're saying you know versus if you go to new york or something like that um but yeah no i love that you recommended that one uh any uh anything oh uh, the, the, the half of it that one came out like two months ago about the um I think, what was it said in Oregon or was it in that sounds, that sounds so familiar what is that is that on Netflix yeah it's about the um, the guy this white guy that like befriends this uh, nerdy Asian girl to like help him get this other girl but then other feelings start happening I don't really want to spoil it uh, it's really great oh wait 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 are they based in like Canada or something or Seattle or somewhere I think North? it was like Northwest I think it was either Washington yeah. State yeah Yes, I know. I've seen that. One. Yes, that, that one was is pretty really good. good. I really yes. like that one a lot. That one's that one's great. Yes. Um, yes. Those two. Uh, what else have I watched lately? I watched a lot of anime, but like just bits and pieces of like old stuff that I've watched. I watched. I wouldn't re- recommend that. Nothing no, new? nothing new. I want to catch up on the new stuff, but I've been kind of busy with other stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, my good looking out um, is gonna be. Uh, first two are going to be shows uh one is on netflix it's called uh street food latin america so uh anyone here that is super passionate about all things food all things latin culture and just all things cinema and storytelling should definitely check the show out one of the very first episodes i saw was uh this uh, character piece on uh, this lady named uh doña valle I believe, and she is from Oaxaca, Mexico, and they basically took us through an entire episode of how she made, of how she grew up, and what she had to do, 
in order to provide for her daughter and how she made her uh, street foods. And it's so funny because you, when you watch these episodes, you don't even realize that there are certain pockets of that very same country that you live in or you identify or that you consider yourself to be a part of places that you've never eaten things that you've never tasted before and i think it's such a beautiful thing and it's a super cool thing to check out um and uh, the second one is actually on Hulu. So this one I've been meaning to check out forever, and I'm so glad I finally did. It's uh, High Fidelity with Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Have mm-hmm. you seen it yet? The pr- the previews oh. look interesting when I when I get on Hulu, and you know how they play out those little ads, yes. and that one will come up, and I'll be like, that one looks. You, you will. You would love it. I, like, I am telling. I feel like you. I would. I mean, I, it's like her and like two other friends, right? Yes. 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 Uh, so I think it's. Um, I know that the title is very familiar because I think it's based off of like an, a movie in the 1980s or something like that. Um, a, a, but the lead was not uh, a woman. I think it was a guy. And I forget. I, I remember looking it up and it had very high ratings. But uh, it's a uh, it's a TV show by the same name as the movie. And it's starring Zoe Kravitz. And basically uh, she goes through it's 10 episodes long. And she goes through the entire thing trying to figure out trying to basically reverse engineer what went what went wrong with the top five breakups of her life right and so she works in the record store and the one of the most phenomenal things about this show is one you get to see zoe kravitz monologue straight to the camera and it's just like it's she's so good Uh, i have not seen her in a lot of projects where she just takes up so much space on the screen but she really holds her own and um the second thing is the soundtrack to this. The soundtrack, I immediately like two episodes in. I've already, I'm already on Spotify and following the uh, High Fidelity playlist. It is that freaking good. So if you guys want uh, to see really great acting with some really badass jams, I would definitely recommend High Fidelity on Hulu. Um, and I think, I mean, that's pretty much it as far as my movies go. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh, you don't have any other music to recommend? Uh, Nothing else. Uh, music? No, no. I'm a little low on uh, music this week for as much as uh, has come out. But with everything that has come out, I'll probably be listening it to it uh, this week and have something for you next week. Um, but if that's it, I think we're pretty much wrapped up this has been uh veronica perez and i'm ricardo mexicano and yes that's that is my real last name uh yeah. throughout my whole life most people don't believe me when i say that they think i'm yes. calling yes. my yes. well yeah they think i'm calling myself like a, like a mexican but no my last name is mexicano and uh people some people refer to me as mj in the past because uh, you know they don't want to say the whole thing mexicano with a j mm-hmm. that's why i say mj but uh, like I said in the beginning, Ricardo are just fine. So, <laughs> oh, um, Twitter, Mexican underscore not Sue, and same thing for Instagram. Um, yeah, those are probably pretty much the only two I really use when it comes to like social media. Okay, yeah, yeah, and um, mine is just uh, Vero Fuerte underscore on uh, Twitter and Instagram. So same thing. Uh, but that's pretty much it for this week, guys. Uh, and this has been In Living Spanglish. Peace.